Welcome into the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. Let's roll. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome into another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, a proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. Remember, if you use code TRIPLEPLAY22 over on FantasyPoints.com, you'll get 10% off all the great tools over there for the rest of season, especially with the fantasy playoffs coming about. If you're out you can use this for DFS. You can use this for betting. There are so many great tools you can use over there. Again, they have target target rates. They have overall just uh, really advanced statistics that you can use for your analysis that are going to help make you a better fantasy player. So if you've not checked out fantasypoints.com, make sure you check it out. And again, use code TRIPLEPLAY22 to get all of the awesome benefits for 10% off. We're back tonight. Uh, just me and Brasher Damas and Doc. Johnny Foosball is going to be out the next couple of weeks, but we're going to hold down the fort for him in the meantime. Uh, that's our brother, so we love him. Just make sure you send best wishes his way. But fellas, how are you guys doing tonight as we head into week 14, a week where all of us are still alive in the Scott Fishbowl playoffs? Did you see I'm like second to last? Like I'm I know. Right? Are you? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It means you got to have I a bang in week 14. Yeah, hopefully, man. I... Both of my quarterbacks put up like negative points this past week, so I'm lucky I even made it through. Who are your, who are your quarterbacks again? So I have Kyler and Derek Carr. Derek Carr is my starters. Kyler was out last week, so I started um, Mike White. Mm. and No, it was either Mike White or Kyle Allen and Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the quarterbacks yeah. are so huge. They can put up like 50 points on their best days and they can put up negative on their worst days. It's, it's the most influential position that maybe in tight end in Scott fishbowl leagues, doc, I think you barely made it in too, if I'm not mistaken. Hey man. Uh, I mean, I'm glad I made it. I thought I was out when Lamar got hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. we're in round three and I've been bashing Tyler Huntley all season because hey, you got to handcuff Lamar. You do like this happens. So you do. I mean, I'll be good between Let's say it's us three. Johnny actually right now is the rank the highest of the four of us going into round three. Uh, I believe Toby, Toby is still in it, and Jacob. I think it's us six are the six remaining TPF members still alive. Uh, Jacob's like number seven, isn't he? He was regular season, but just like me, he's dropped some. I think now he's like in the 60s. I think he's in the 60s now. I was a hundred, I want to say I was like a hundred and like 20, 130 something. After the regular season, I'm all the way down in the 400s now, uh, just because I've had two subpar playoff weeks. So, 9.99, baby. <laughs> hey, you know what? Is it successful if one of the six of us get into the semifinals? Is or is it the fi- like? What is what is a successful triple play fantasy representation for this year? That's a good question. I'll say one of us gets to the semis. 
Yeah, I'd say that too. There's some smart people that are that are in this. That is very true. I mean, it's three thousand people, so twelve hundred yeah, teams people that are already alive. out. So it's it's a it's an accomplishment to still be kicking. Twelve hundred teams still alive at the moment, right now. So we are one of twelve hundred teams. Uh, I know it's less than half, but I, my math, top of my head, I can't think what percentage it is. But let's just try to make it round three. Then we got round four, and then the semi. So two more rounds, and we're there, boys. Um, before we get started tonight, I thought I would do something a little different on the show. I have with me something called Lemon Perfect. Have you guys heard of this? I don't know, but they better no. be paying us for this ad. <laughs> this is the one free ad I'll give them. I was uh, I had a free period at work the other day, and I was watching how Jalen Hurts uh, spent his first million. Really, it's crazy how humble and nice a guy Jalen Hurts is, which you don't know. Uh, I mean, like all these quarterbacks, I feel like are not too out there. Like they're kind of very private. Uh, but you just kind of learn and see how humble of a guy he is and just like how much he's given to charity and everything he's doing. And so that's connected into like the 10 things he can't live without. And one of them was this drink. He was like this. They sponsor him. He was like, these, this is literally like my number one go-to drink. He was like, I, I loved it before I became a sponsor. And oh, I was like, pay him to say. I, but I mean, it's, it sounds really good. It's lemon water. It? It, I haven't tried it. I'm going to try it right now. This is kiwi starfruit. This is the one he said it was the best one. So I did. I, I ordered a package. Well, kiwi starfruit, five calories, a lot of like antioxidants and like all that other stuff. I hope it tastes awful. <laughs> it's good. Like this. Okay, so this is riveting for all of our podcast listeners. So this is what I will say about this. If this was like. A dollar or two at the store. This is a definitely a really good drink. Like this is a solid, like five calories. It's like hydrating. It's got like all these antioxidants, vitamins in it. Very re refreshing. But a pack of twelve, when you order it, costs thirty-seven dollars. All so, right, so no, no more free talking about them. No, I will drink it during the show, but I had to do it because Jalen Hurts recommended it, so I wanted to support him. Man, and, you uh, act like Jalen Hurts is Mahomes. I know. Who? That is the question, though. Who? Who's your MVP on the year? Patrick Mahomes. You think so? Like, non-biased? You honestly think it's Mahomes? I, yeah, because they'll finish as number one or two team in the AFC, and right. Patrick Mahomes is going to lead the league in touchdowns and yards. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I think... Jalen Hurts is number two. What do you guys think? It's too I, early to say. There's five weeks left. I'm also kind of leaning to it. Nah. Didn't TJ, he just lost, though. He did. It, but not just because I'm sort of doing it and not like the best player on the season, but more so, you know, who has catapulted their team into relevancy and performed mm -hmm. really well. And I think Tua meets that. That criteria, he he might finish the season better than Mahomes in some of the stats. So, um, I, you know, if they win like eleven games, ten or eleven games, I think they could, he could get that. I'm interested to see. I mean, he looked pretty bad, and it coincided with Taron Armstead being out. Obviously, the 49ers are probably the yeah. best defense in the NFL, but if Taron Armstead misses time. That's going to be a huge. Uh, he's one of the best left tackle or right to should say right tackle since he's left handed. Right tackles in the game, so 
I, I'm worried that was that his Tua, worst game for sure. Yeah, I think barring Tua just completely balling out and the Dolphins not losing another game, I feel like it's a two horse race. Just in my opinion, between Mahomes and and um, and Hurts, I think Josh Allen hasn't been as good this year to where he's going to get the votes. Uh, right. But Doc, what do you Once think? Once he got hurt, uh, I think right now Mahomes is one. I think Jalen Hurts is two, but I think it's a one A one B because yeah. one can overtake mm-hmm. the other. And if you look mm-hmm. at the betting odds each week, they fluctuate. I think you also have to look at Justin Jefferson in that conversation. If the Vikings finish out strong, if the Vikings somehow get the number one. Nah, seed don't don't. There is no way a non-quarterback is not getting that award. Adrian Peterson got it. He'll win offensive player of the year. He had to get right. two thousand, almost break the rushing record. I, I, I mean, do you think he? I feel like he's. I, set I said for it's a dark horse. If the year. Vikings, if the Vikings win, yeah. if the Vikings are the number one seed in the NFC, then I think that he's a dark horse. I don't think okay. that's crazy at all. all right. Fair enough. Because that means the Eagles would have had to have a collapse, and maybe if the Chiefs finish number two, you point to the you know best player on the number one seed. Fair enough. Uh, uh, do you guys, before we kind of get into looking ahead to this week, uh, we kind of getting into the last week, have a wow moment that's you from 13? Um, you know, Brad and I well, have I talked about this start. before. Go ahead, David. No, no. I, you, you out. Go ahead. Um, if I was Lamar Jackson, I wouldn't play another game for the Ravens. Like Lamar Jackson until they pay him or just in general, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't do it in general because the Ravens have already Mm. balked at paying him. You know, he, he wants guaranteed money. And I think Deshaun Watson literally broke the QB scale where you have to pay QBs that type of money. He's lucky that he came out with just a PCL sprain, but the Ravens Mm. clearly don't value him enough to where they, they want to pay him where he's asking and if you're Lamar Jackson, what do you have to gain at this point? I think a, some team will pay you if it's not the Ravens. And they don't have a good system around him. They've been rotating running backs each week. I know they've been banged up at the wide receiver position, but even healthy. Were you okay with Rashad Bateman and um, Devin Duvernay and Mark Andrews being your receiving weapons? I think you should go to Detroit. You'd have Jamison Williams. You'd have Amon Ross St. Brown. You'd have you know Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift in the backfield. I mean, the, he wants to get paid, and it's a legacy thing, too. And I think this is the peak for the Ravens. I wouldn't play another game. That's a fair statement. I mean, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't he said he's okay going, doing the, the uh, year-to-year thing, if, he, if it need be, or was I thinking of somebody else? I don't, I don't know that he's spoken on it, but I can say that if he was to do a year-to-year thing, they'd franchise tag him, which is the average of the top five. Mm-hmm. Salaries in your position. He ain't playing on a franchise would, tag. No, but I think oh, he's absolutely because it's like thirty-five yeah. million plus. Like it's it's not. Yeah, change. but you're risking, but you're risking long-term money playing out year to year. Washington or Indy? Detroit for who? Let's, let's start for... beating. Let's start beating the drum for Detroit. New England. New England. Nah. No. I don't know. Bill Belichick talks glowingly of him all the time. I honestly, I think the Ravens are going to pay him. I do too. I don't think Washington gets him. And I, Indy, Indy feels like they've kind of gone this route enough. And I think they're going to draft a quarterback. 
But I will I think, say, you know like, what? If you're the Ravens, though, like Tyler Huntley wasn't bad. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make bad, but he's I'm been gonna, good before. Like he's been very good. I'm gonna make Especially a call last on this season or two years ago. I'm gonna make the call on this show on December sixth, two thousand twenty-two. The Bears have the number two pick in the draft right now, correct? Yes. Assuming they hold on to the number two pick or a team that gets the number two pick, Howardy has a quarterback. The Indianapolis Colts are going to give up a haul of picks to move up to number two to select C.J. Stroud. Incorrect. I think Bryce Young goes one, and then C.J. Stroud will go two. I think I think the the Ohio State quarterback thing is I think that's going to be a blight on the on the draft stock of QBs from that place for quite some time because their their offensive line is just so so strong that you're getting to see the best of every quarterback. They have clean pockets, they put up huge numbers in a predominant passing system and it just doesn't really translate to the NFL when you really have a clean pocket. Well, I, think- I mean Will Levis is uh, his stock has taken a huge dip, and I can't think of another quarterback at the top of my head that I would think. But I don't think the Colts feel like they're a quarterback away from contending. Like they need a head coach. I wouldn't be surprised if they took one in the second or third round, kind of like what the Falcons are doing with Desmond Ritter, where you're getting a young quarterback who is probably going to be your future, or you hope is, but you don't invest so much capital that you feel the need to play them right away. Also, if you look at like the last few drafts, I think getting like an impact defensive lineman or linebacker has been a pretty a pretty uh consistent thing we see at the top of drafts now with like a Aiden Hutchinson, a Kayvon Thibodeau, a Michael Parsons. Like if you can go get a guy that can actually change your defense, I think a lot of people are more sold on that than betting on a QB perspective, that they don't they don't know what's going to happen but I think everybody falls in, in love with is this the guy like you everybody wants the guy and Justin Fields kind of became that this year for the Bears where it's like if you're like okay we have our guy now let's build around him I, I think that allure especially for a team like the Colts who let's say between Philip uh, let's, they went from Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett to Philip Rivers to Carson Wentz and now uh with with Matt Ryan, like they're, I, they I think they're ready to get off the offensive line. They do. I mean, they're going to have a high ish pick in the draft. I think what are they four and eight and one or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like, I, again, assuming Carolina doesn't get the two pick. Cause if Carolina gets the two pick, I think they'll take a quarterback. If, if they could, if they leapfrog Carolina and like they can trade with the bears, I really am. Like that's like something just is like in my gut saying that that's going to happen on draft night and they're going to trade up and um, watch Bears OC Luke Getzey get the indie head coaching job. So Vinny's making his call tonight on that too. Making so, so do we think uh, Jeff Saturday's out as Indiana Indianapolis Colts head coach? I, yes. I'm not so sure. I do. I think he goes to an advisor. Yeah, or like a team. I think he stays in the organization, but I don't yeah. think he's a coach. I don't think he likes it. Do you get a sense he enjoys it? Like he, he's not one of those guys that seems like super pumped on the sidelines. It seems like he's kind of like, like he doesn't eat, like he's not even talking to the players. Like they, they were showing clips of him 
like when Matt Ryan was like looking to the sidelines for like a play call and he's just kind of standing there like stone face and you have the offensive coordinator, like quarterbacks coach calling the plays in. He just seems like he kind of case. What head coach talks to the players during the game? Andy Reid does all the time. Oh, all right. Fair enough. I don't, I don't see that a lot. I just don't, I think he not saying he realizes he's over his head, but I think, I don't think he wants to like continue to be a coach. I'll be shocked if if they bring him back next year. Personally, I think there's a lot of things he like um the Sunday night game they had or the primetime game before the Cowboys where he admits that he had bad time management. I think it's one thing yeah. to understand the X's and O's as a football coach, but I think once you get into things that you like I think quarterbacks understand time management better than offensive linemen. Yeah. It'll be something to keep an eye on for sure. I know that was um a big thing, like you said, you were watching this week, uh, Doc. But do you even think that there are so job? many teams that are just like, um, no, I think it's the Colts have been mediocre for the last what five years, yeah, and they don't seem like they're they have the roster to really turn it around right now. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's crazy to like blow that up, like just completely, like sell all your best, like sell Jonathan Taylor, get a bunch of. He's one of the rare running backs that you can get first round pick for, especially since he's so young, little injury history. Right. I think it's worth like just blowing the whole thing up because they thought they were a quarterback away for the last two years, and now they're saying they're. They're a lot further than that, especially with that offensive line kind of imploding the way it has. And it's a high-priced offensive line, too. Like, you have to – Yeah. it's one thing if it, if you're paying cheap and it's bad, and it's another thing if you are if you thought that was going to be, like, a, a solid a solid part of your, your team, and it's just been one of the worst. Yeah. The Bears, Vinny points out, they played the Bills, the Eagles, the Lions, and the Vikings. Definitely not an easy schedule. I think they'd be lucky to win one of those games the way it's going. The Lions are the Lions, I think, are my biggest story. They just look like they're they're playing inspired. They're an exciting team. I don't even I think Jared Goff is the most like he was overrated in Los Angeles and he's underrated in Detroit. I think he's he a, revived a prof- his career. He's a professional quarterback. Like 100 percent Like I, I think people are like, oh, you have Jared Goff. Like you need to upgrade. Like I think he, if you're looking not fantasy wise, but just real life quarterback wise, he's he's a top fifteen quarterback. Like he's, he, if you have him, I don't think you need you could invest in other places and not worry about quarterback. In fairness to him, also like he, he doesn't have a true number one receiver yet. Like Amon Ross St. Brown has been incredible, mm-hmm. but I think of him as like a T Higgins, like somebody who can put up number one receiver numbers, but in his best role, he's the, he's the one B like he's, he's your wide receiver mm-hmm. too on a great team. And if Jameson Williams can be that for them, if he can be the, the Jamar chase to Amon Ross St. Brown's T Higgins, they have an incredible team that that running back room is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Goff is playing incredible. I, I, they're really, they're really fun to watch and it, you can see how much they love their coach. Obviously, I think they've got an actual culture building over there, which is mm-hmm. not something I would have bet on. Like you said, they're an exciting team to watch. They have so much great young talent. 
Aiden Hutchinson looks like an absolute beast. Uh, yeah. So great. Yeah, he uh, he's very well invested first round pick with him. I believe he was Doc, the number two pick. Doc, you gave Doc, you gave me a face when I said Amon St. Brown wasn't the number one. I mean, I think he's a number one. I mean, maybe he's not yeah. like an alpha, but and and David is going to disagree because David said the other day uh, T Higgins would be a, a wide receiver one on like half the teams. He would. Yeah. I mean, Amon Ra is just a great route runner. I mean, like, is he going to be in that AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs tier? No, but I would say he's in that tier below it. I agree. I agree, Doc. Hundred percent. That's what I meant. Like, I. He could be a number one receiver on a lot of teams, but in terms of like that upper echelon, like the the wide receiver that you're like, okay, if our quarterback isn't putting up numbers, we know he's not the guy. Like if you're that kind of wide receiver one, I think that's that's what he's not there yet. And I, I think they're hoping Jameson Williams can be that. Yeah. But I, I'll just I'll just say this: a lot of people were writing him off last year as somebody that just got hot in the fantasy playoffs mm-hmm. because of injuries, and now he's shown it this year. And like myself included, I thought he was just a flash in the pan last year. I got zero shares of him this year, and he's really proven me wrong. So like, it's it's too early to write it off year two when he showed continued growth. You're right. You're right. We're talking about T. Higgins too. Could he be like a Stefan Diggs? in terms of going from being a great receiver when he was in Minnesota to being a top five wide receiver, could he be like a top five wide receiver if he were to go to a team that featured him with like a, like a Devonte Adams type target share, Stefan Diggs type target share. Could he be that type of player? Cause I think he could, I think he could have that Stefan Diggs type of just like leap to where he's regarded as a top five wide receiver in the league. If he got the opportunity. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Like we, he showed when Jamar Chase was out the kind of numbers he could put up. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if he's that in every single offense. That's what gets like I, I think I just kind of have some bias with him. Like he's he's a great route runner. He's got great hands, big body, very good speed. But I think of like he's not like a a Tyree Kill, AJ Brown, like the type of player that. You put him with any quarterback in the league, he's going to get you 100 yards. I, I I don't think he's there yet. Okay. Yeah. He also is Tyler Boyd, who's a good compliment. I wouldn't – I yeah. like T. Higgins, but I wouldn't say he's in that tier where if he's, he's that alpha wide receiver one. All right. Fair enough. Then let's move uh, – we're going to wrap up the show as we always do with a little bit of betting talk here and uh, get on out of here. So looking at our Thursday night game as we always do here, the wait, wait, I'll give the disclaimer. I'll Go give ahead, the disclaimer this week. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. Uh, we are simply uh, not giving any betting advice. What we do is strictly for fun. Um, please, if you do do this, do it responsibly. Uh, there are a lot of help resources out there uh, if you have an addiction. Um, and please don't spend your rent money. Man, I miss John so much right now because no one does it like John. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Um, let's look. The Raiders visiting the Rams. The Raiders right now are six point favorites. Uh, right, it looks as right now that Bryce Perkins is going to get the start, uh, unless Baker Mayfield, who was just acquired today through waivers, can be ready within less than forty eight hours. I, I'm skeptical he is. So, what do you guys what do you think? think? Their plans for Baker Mayfield are. I think it was strictly to keep him away from the 49ers. 
Yes, thank you. I think that was strictly, uh, there were multiple people that came out a couple days ago and said the Rams have a claim ahead of the Niners. Keep an eye out for that because they're a division rival and they don't want them to get him. So like, That's I think it was strictly keep away. Because it makes zero no, sense. The Rams, yeah, they have no chance of like making the playoff. Like I, I don't, it's not like he would be their, their QB1 at any point. That's what I'm saying. I think it was strictly a keep away move and there you can't ever prove it, but like they they're not going to contend and he's not going to be your quarter. It's not like you're trying to see if he could be your quarterback cuz Stafford's why, your quarterback. But I'm saying like why would you even keep him away? Like I if I was the Rams, I would want Baker Mayfield to start for the 49ers. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's great either, but I think I mean, we just saw Mr. Irrelevant get a start and get a win in that system. He looked great. That's what I'm saying. I think that's, but someone point, and I, I please, um, I forgot who it was, so I, I'm sorry, I can't give you the, the proper credit, but they were talking about that pretty much he was like, the, the game plan was pretty much to get the ball out in under two seconds. And yeah, he did his, that. And basically they said his on-target throw percentage was incredibly low, and all teams are going to have to do is pretty much scheme against that and make adjustments, which like now that they have film on him, I'm very skeptical that Brock Purdy is going to uh, be able to continue this. Because I, I I would love to see it for the fact that he's a great story, but I'm very skeptical with teams with film on him are going to be he able was, to do it. He was playing with a lot of confidence. He was throwing the ball into tight windows. I, he was getting it out quickly. I I don't know. I I. I have no reason to think that he won't be able to continue that. Like, I, I don't think there's anything you can scheme against if you're getting the ball out in under two seconds. The one thing I'll say as a 49ers fan is we have the yak position leaders at running back wide receiver and tight end. Mm -hmm. And he's more mobile than Jimmy, which opens up the playbook a little bit. And I think they're going to use that to his advantage. I think they'll have him do more rollouts. Um, he He just needs to manage the game. We have a lot of talent around him, and I don't think they're going to ask him to do a lot. The Niners are the only team I can think of in recent memory to lose their first and second quarterback who are both capable NFL starters. Oh, I mean, it, David, come on. This is just another and day it, for me. It is. It is. Especially it's, it's painful because the Niners, I would say it's a three-team race in the NFC between the Cowboys, Eagles, and Niners for who comes out of the NFC. So losing Garoppolo is a huge blow to that because I think I wouldn't have been shocked if they came out of the NFC. This is definitely making me think they're – firmly number three in that race apparently he might come back for the playoffs oh, that'd be interesting uh but let's go back to this game real quick raiders are six point favorites right now assuming bryce uh when i say um bryce perkins starts we like the six points for the raiders with bryce perkins i do for me i'm going raiders on that one as well i do too they've won their last three games by at least six rams have lost three out of their last four by six or more Raiders are two games out of the playoffs, and I think they lost a lot of games because they weren't aggressive and they let their foot mm -hmm. off the pedal, and I don't think they're going to continue that. Over, under, it looks like four and a half. It looks like the Raiders are also starting to finally just feed uh, um, Adams and mm -hmm. actually, yeah, just feed Adams and actually, you know, just throw it to him at all times, and mm -hmm. good things will happen after that. Um, you like over or under 44 and a half? I'll take the over. I'll take the over too. I'd be more comfortable doing a a team over for the Raiders instead of a, an entire game because I don't know if the Rams are going to be able to move the ball. That's, I mean, that's definitely a good other way to look at it. Um, 
Anytime touchdown score. Let's see if there's any juicy odds here. Both Jacobs and Adams are at minus money. Cam Akers plus money. Amir Abdul plus 200. Matt Collins plus 200. Amir Wright plus 200. So far, I'm not seeing anything that is really juicy here. I think they're doing a really good job. Brandon Powell of looks good. Plus 370. Nah, I don't. For Brandon Powell, I, I want better odds. Where is Bryce Perkins? Because. He was, I think he was up like four plus 400 or something like that. Was it that high? Yeah. John Wal- they John Walford's plus 400. Do they think he's going to start? I heard that they don't think he's going to play this week. I mean, again, that could change. That's why maybe Bryce Perkins isn't on here because he's not. Hmm. This is, like this is not options. good. I don't like any of the odds they're giving you. I don't. Not, it, there aren't great odds. Uh, Devontae Adams at, at minus juice sounds. Sounds right. Yeah, and some of these lines will change. Obviously, I would have taken that up to like minus two hundred. Uh, right now, Devonte Adams over ninety-one and a half receiving yards. I think I feel good about that. I'd take that over. Um, there'll be and Jefferson over 30, 37. I like that. Come tomorrow night, there'll be like four more players on that card, but they're just like yeah. it's early. And then rushing yards right now is just Cam Akers. They don't even have Jacobs on there yet. I, I, the Raiders can be run on. 44.5, though, for Cam Akers, I think, is right now I would lean the under for that. Really? Yeah, I think they'll mix in a couple other running backs. We saw uh, your guy that you just called out, Brad. Um, I don't know why I can't think of his name. Um, Powell got some work. Mm-hmm. He did. And um, Kyron Williams is still there, too. If they're down a lot, they're going to have to throw. I I feel like just really bad running backs have been really bad recently. So I don't know. What Definitely the, not um, an appealing game. What are the receiving props for um for Mac Collins? The receiving props for Mac Collins are I believe it's over under forty five and a half. Hmm. I don't know. Pretty high. I was hoping like thirty. Yeah, I don't love that. This might be a game that I'll probably pick. I'll pick anytime touchdown for Jacobs and Adams, and then probably do like a yardage prop on Adams, like the over. If I'm doing a parlay, those will be probably like my three. That's the way to go. Same game parlay. Focus on the people you know. Yeah, like this doesn't seem like a game where someone irrelevant is going to score outside. Maybe someone on the Rams getting something lucky. But the Raiders run through their studs. Like, they're not a team that's, like, it's hard to guess who it's coming. Like, the most crazy thing you might get is, like, a Foster Moreau anytime touchdown, which... He has some concussion. I think he's supposed to play, though. Abdullah Abdullah could get some work as the backup to... Plus 200. Jacobs. What? That is extremely... (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Foster Moreau is... They're not giving you anything. Anything plus two hundred for Abdullah? Yeah, that's it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. This, this is fourth, this is the tough. fourth highest odds to score on this slate. That's that just tells you everything you need to know. I'm not taking that. I would have felt Maybe. good about that. It feels like plus eight hundred. Yeah, no, not this is a slate that I do not like right now. Uh, maybe things will change tomorrow, or I guess later today when you guys listen on Wednesday if you're on the podcast. But for right now, we'll have to see if those lines change before we do anything crazy with betting with Man. that. Um, but that will do it. 
again, week 13, we're heading into week 14, which is the last week of the regular season for fantasy guys. Uh, how many leagues are, let's, let's end with this. How many leagues are you either locked in the playoffs or fighting for a playoff spot right now? Like I'm in the playoffs in all you're in the playoffs in every league, Eric. I am. How many leagues total did you do? Uh, five or six. Well, I mean, do you count Scott Fishbowl? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> take out the Des Bryant one. Um, seven. That's you're having a good year, man. Yeah, I had a bad year last year, so it evens out. That's the same. Me, Josh Jacobs. I had a bad year last year. I'm I'm playing really well this year. So I think it's just the law, the balance of everything. That's how it plays out. Um, but all right, everybody, good luck. Last week of the fantasy regular season, we hope you guys can get in the playoffs. We will definitely be focusing a lot more on the fantasy side of things the next few weeks as we kind of get in the fantasy playoffs and want you to be able to get that league title. So make sure if you have questions for the show or anything you want to have answered in the future, just DM any of the boys at DMendio2, at Fantasy at Sir Bradley K. And also, if you have any questions live on the show, always drop them in on YouTube or send us stuff via the podcast. But we're here to help you guys win those titles. So for Brad, for Doc, I'm DMendy. We're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys in week 15. <laughs>